Welcome to Media Rewind on the Boom Howdy Entertainment Network. Boom Howdy. I'm Dustin P. I'm Genius McGee. And on this episode, we talk AMC's Into the Badlands, Chapter 27, entitled The Boar and the Butterfly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but for the sake of brevity and also our listeners, we do dive directly into spoilers uh. and into the episode. So spoiler, 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 you have been warned. Genius, what did you think of this episode? This episode was dope, dude. This is a good episode. It was uh, fast-paced. And a lot went down. Yeah, very fast-paced, and we did get a lot of story. Mm-hmm. So Genius and I just just literally talked off-air about how we were going to handle the episode, and typically what we do is we handle it by segments. But this one is probably going to be easier just to do chronologically because it kind of jumps so all rapidly. All over the place. I mean, everybody is touched on in this one, and they're all in different parts of the world, so it'd be easier just to like go at it crony. Yeah. Crony? Crony, as in chronological. Ah, chronological. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the episode starts out with Nick's taking supplies to Sonny, who is he's kind of holed up in like a, what would you say, like a defunct Nordstrom's? Yeah, it's the it, it's the Viva Fashion Mart. <laughs> but Andy, before we get into that, we open up the scene with this like slow-mo shot of Nick's walking in this forest. Mm-hmm. It was a beautiful shot, and Nick's looked badass, dude. The costuming again spot on because it was a gorgeous shot because she's got this like all purple clad yep. like warrior Looks like some badass slam. grimace yeah behind the backdrop of the green forest it was a beautiful shot because the actress already is really pretty but the fact that you and she's a badass and the fact that you got all this stuff going yeah, on exactly it was a well done shot and i was like god damn that looks great the costuming is awesome yeah and you know something that i've always liked about the the costumes you know like the pairings mm-hmm. when you look at like who is going to be fighting in what sequence and whatnot they always have like alternating colors. They're never like like ninjas clad in both black. You right. Know? They're always like opposite colors or very vibrant when they they battle. So you know who's on whose side. So it's a smart storytelling device. Yeah, because you've got Nyx who's dressed in a really like a bright purple, and MK who is like her foil at this point. Yeah. He's he's dressed in kind of like a maroon, almost like an orangish color. Like a burnt umber, if you will. Yeah, let's talk about that. So she's walking in the forest, and then all of a sudden, like, and she's gonna go. We know she's gonna go help out Sunny, right? Because we we saw that at the end of the la- or the the episode before, right? Viva Fashion Mart. But we didn't know that like MK was right on the tail, and I was like, God damn it, MK! Right? And I was like, MK. So, and then he comes down, and he's like, Let's do this. Let's fight. You know, I'm not taking, I'm taking Sonny with me. And Nick's is like, don't do this. Don't do this. Right. So what's the first thing he does? Opens up his dark chin and starts trying to whoop that ass. Yep. And Nick's was holding her own. Nick's did great, dude. Nick's was, Nick's was fucking that shit up until like that wall of mannequins. That was dope. The way they use the whole like mannequins yeah. against each other and the, the, like the force of their own dark chi. I thought that was a really good fight. That was pretty slick. The way that they, they both had like four rows of like fully assembled mannequins that they pushed toward one another mm-hmm. using their power. And it was, it was pretty badass the way all of the pieces just kind of fell apart. Yeah. And then, you know, MK used them as a springboard to, to deliver to the his, final blow yeah, to do his next martial arts action. And like, at first Nix was like, you know, like, Hey, it's me. Don't, don't hit mm-hmm. me. But, he popped her, and do you think he was? And then he kill- was about. And then he was about to kill her with a Missouri sewing machine company. Yeah, he like was a singer. I was about to say, you don't think he would hesitate at the last minute? You think he would have just straight on? You like you to betrayed Pilgrim? Smash. Yeah, because MK at this point is still brainwashed by him. Full on Kool Aid. Yeah, oh yeah. Full on Jim Jones. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he's straight up in the in the cult of Pilgrim. So, I was not expecting what happened. Happened. 
not expecting exactly, exactly what the happened, way it happened. I was expecting I, it to happen. Yeah, I was expecting Sonny to jump in at, at the last moment. And save Nick's at the end of the day. But I was not expecting him to put that fucking rebar right, right through, through his, his back. chest. Yeah. All the way through into the table. Right? And, and, and then to add in, insult to injury. <laughs> he bent it down. He locked him in. Says, so you made me do this, bitch. And then just. You ain't like, going nowhere. <laughs> he goes, he'll, he'll be fine. But like he. He might need a tetanus shot. Exactly. I was like, I think we both go, damn. Yeah, that was pretty hateful. Yeah. I mean, mean, it's one thing to stab a person, but it's it's another thing to, like, completely, like, I guess, hamstring them and tie them to the table using the implement in which you impaled them. And he goes, you better kill me while you have the chance. And Sonny's like, man, fuck you. And then he just kind of slow-mo walks away. Right? Which I thought was good. Because, like, at the end of the day, that's Sonny turning his back. Like, MK, you're too far gone. Mm-hmm. I don't want to even deal with you when that too time comes. Too much Kool-Aid has been drank. Right. Do you think if the time comes and it's Sonny versus MK, Sonny will let MK live? I don't know, man. It depends on how much Sonny can control his dark chi. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think his power is something that we haven't seen yet because I think it's going to be one of those ones where it's like rivaling pilgrims, yeah, if not more. Because we already we already know their like I guess their interconnectivity mm-hmm. with, between the two of them. So I think at, at this point, if Sonny actually does get his dark chi or learns how to unlock it, um, it's going to be a sight to behold. Do you think MK deserves to live? I don't know. It depends on whether or not he redeems himself because, I mean, he has been a kind of a petulant little ass over the last two seasons. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's no that's no shot to Aramis Knight. I mean, he's no. playing the character great. Right. You know, he's he's doing great stuff with that character. I mean, but that's but just his character's the way, a little shit. Right. That's just the way the character's been yeah. written. Um, and he, he's not given Sonny even the opportunity to kind of uh, make amends for what what Sonny killed his mom. So. Right. Yeah, and I understand. That's one of those things where you really can't make amends for murdering somebody's family member. But Sonny was right. You know, he did a lot of, you know, impulsive and just reprehensible things on behalf of Baron Quinn. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he he had to do what he had to do. Yeah. And then, so they escape and they walk away. And I like the fact that they have now some common ground, you know, because they're talking about like, man, I got to wake up every day and know all these people like killed. And, like, MK is still pissed off, but, you know, you're just doing your job, following orders. And he goes, yeah, I got to live with this guilt, too. Every morning I wake up, and I'm like, I've killed all these people. Right. And, like, I got to live with that shit. And I'm trying to do the right thing. And he said to her, and now you have that choice, too. Right, exactly. And, and Nix, I think, finally realizes that she was doing this all for a false prophet. Right. You know, and, and for her to come to that realization with Sonny also kind of in a way following a false prophet when yeah. when he was with Quinn I think you're you're right on the you know you hit the nail right on the head that's exactly what they have they have common ground and now they have a common enemy and a common like goal yeah and she's a vi- she will be a viable member to the team oh absolutely because Nick's Cause, a badass because Nick's kicks ass mm-hmm. so they're on their way to see Ankara they're they're trying to find the the evil witch who hides up in like the mountains so mm-hmm. so that that piece kind of like segues into the master and where we left off with the master and widow. Mm-hmm. Uh, the master is kind of manipulate, not necessarily manipulating, but allowing the widow to um, understand deeper into her power and, you know, kind of her inner psyche. Mm-hmm. Well, bef- um, I like what the master's trying to do because uh, 
the first thing we see before the master, she's talking to the widow and mm-hmm. making sure everything's hunky dory. And then here comes Badgie coming to the gates of the Shaolin Temple, <laughs> right? And he goes, "Hey, I want to talk to the master." Right? He goes up there, and what does he say after the those guards like rough him up a little bit and take him to the? He goes, "Thanks, ladies." Yeah. And, <laughs> and she is always talking shit, always. But here's the thing. I really, really, really enjoyed Badgie in this episode because two things. This one, he apologized twice. And mm. these weren't just like bullshit apologies to get him out of to something. To get him out of something. It was like heartfelt. And the first one was this one with the master when he was like, look, I fucked up. I, I did wrong. I'm not going <laughs> to. Yeah, he goes, I've never begged for anything, but I'll grovel. Right. You know, he goes, look, I'm really, really, really sorry. And then I loved this part. I love this part. So the master's like, okay, I understand. You know, all is forgiven. Even though there was a little bit of like, still like, grr, grr, animosity. But of course there is. But at the end of the day, I think the master is the master for a reason. She knows that people fuck up. Well, and she's seeing the long game too. Yeah. You know, now that Pilgrim has this power and he she's has She's going to need people. Yeah. Now he has this dark army or, or this, like this dark assassin squad. I mean, it one person is good enough to kind of take out an army. I mean, now he's got, what, eight, I believe, harbingers? Uh-huh. No, so, I mean, minus a few now. It seems like he has more now. Oh, that's right, because Badgie killed the first one. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, so he technically has, like, an assassin squad. He still has enough to fuck shit right. up. Right, yeah, exactly. But then, <laughs> but then, so, <laughs> Badgie comes up, and she he goes, there's somebody you need to see. And mm. he goes up there, and the widow's like, Badgie? Just pissed just this angry like what the fuck and he goes oh shit (laughs) that gave me a good belly laugh because you know there was some dark shit but then before that we let's go back a little bit further because we missed something that really like made me piss off with mk he goes he gets apparently he gets healed he gets saved by the pilgrim Mm -hmm. and he goes well we don't actually have to go back because in chronological order it comes up next oh yeah Yeah. okay cool then bad no back in time right (laughs) so Fucking MK, he goes, he's a pilgrim's like, we need more dark ones because we need more because the machine's broken. And what else am I going to do? Mm-hmm. I know where to go. And he gives out the map and does the whole thing. Let's go to the Shaolin Temple. And I was like, ah. Oh. And um, Ankara was right. Not Ankara. Uh, Cressida was right. Why didn't you tell this before? But he goes, because I'm afraid. Because you're an asshole. No, I mean, he, he had a reason to keep all that information to himself. I mean, yeah. because the master did train him to be an assassin in the dark one. I mean, and he didn't want his power stolen or like, I guess put on hold or whatever by her magic needles of, you know, fury or whatever the hell she uses. So her sewing needles, but, uh, the, the master, you know, can, can turn off the dark chi in these people. And if, if they get too out of control or they don't necessarily, I guess, feed her end goal, uh-huh. they, she just turns them off like a light switch. That's true. That's so, because Master, her hands aren't clean either. Oh, absolutely not. I don't think anybody in this in this story arcs. <laughs> but it was kind of funny because, like, he goes, the Master's the most powerful person I've ever met. And then the Pilgrim comes in, until me, right? And then I was, I thought I saw MK, like, I didn't say that, <laughs> but okay. Yeah, but, well, he kind of gives Pilgrim a look like, I think, I, I think MK at this point is actually starting to wake up a little bit to realize. You think that, so? Yeah, I think it, it, he's a little, <laughs> I hate to say this, but he's. 
as a character, he's a little bit more dense than Nick's. Yeah, you know, he's not as he's he's not he's, the he's, he's not the not, sharpest sword in the exactly in the, in the, in the sheath. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it, it's taken him a little bit longer to come to this epiphany that the pilgrim is you know just after this for his own exploits. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, I think he is going to get to that point. So good on him. Yeah. Bad on him for telling him where the abbots were right. and where, where the Shaolin Temple is. But, I mean, I guess at the same time it is war and he is, like, technically a villain now, you know. So. Very true. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking MK. Yeah, and and we we see during that same type of, uh, that, that same interlude there where, where they kick back to the Master and Baji, where the Master actually tells Baji about the lost children of Azra and how mm-hmm. Sonny and, and Sunso you know, uh, Sanso is Sonny's other name, I guess, from Ankara or whatever, or for um, Azra and Pilgrim are these these lost children that Ankara has spoken about and kind of like in babblings, yeah. you know. So uh, we we get an added, I guess, an added wrinkle to the um, the folklore of Azra and how everything kind of goes along. I thought that was neat too because we also find out like. The Black Lotus come into play later on. They yeah, destroyed and, and, Azra. And the whole reason why they're there is they're trying to destroy this Dark Chi. We're so f- are they the good guys? Right? We're finding out all these in little bits of information and just passing conversations. And, like, they're not big, but they are, mm-hmm. you know? And, like, <laughs> coming up again later on, uh, we learn a lot of stuff fast. And then a lot of stuff is dispatched fast. Yeah. But we learn that they're Very lost- much so. <laughs> we learn that they're lost children of Azra. And apparently, we still don't know that um, where Azur as that, but we know that it was an enormous place filled. And we with know dark, it's not the Museum of Natural History, right? Filled with like dark chi people, like living a land of prosperity or something. So I don't know. That adds a lot more, like, to the story to me. You well, know, and you think about it too. We're season three, yeah. You know, and they're still adding on to the mythos of the of the storyline, which yeah. is awesome in my book. You know, we're getting added layers to stories and characters that we've known since episode one mm-hmm. which is awesome because it's given added depth and i guess development to all yeah. the characters that are in the story so far so we, ankara tells sunny and nicks about uh the black lotus and what their whole um i guess their whole piece of it is when they finally get there mm-hmm. because when when Sonny and Nick's actually come into like her, it, it was like an airplane. Fuselage, it was the airplane right? hangar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. When when they come into the airplane fuselage, they see a couple members of the Black Lotus have been killed, and Ankara is, for all intents and purposes, what we know, mortally wounded. Yeah. You know, she's got this like stab wound, but and the- Sonny is interrogating her, and not even just like, oh, we'll get you some help. No, he's like, let me stick my thumb in your knife wound. <laughs> you <laughs> tell us. And she's playing the game smart. I ain't telling you shit until you take me out of here. Oh, we're done sitting Right? Here. But here's the thing. The Black Lotus ain't no punk, right? So, like, the fact that there was two dead and exactly. she's mortally wounded. That should have sent up a little cu- a couple of red flags. Right. Like, the, <laughs> this I mean, because mad- Sonny's battled these guys before. Remember when he was in the library with mm-hmm. the River King? And he barely came out alive yep. on that one. So, the fact that she could dispatch two of them. An and old only, lady. Right. And only be wounded. That should have been like, oh, well, maybe we should think about this a little bit more. And that comes to bite him in the ass later on. But I digress. Right. And, you know, Sonny, Sonny makes this uneasy pact with... Uh, Ankara alongside Nyx mm-hmm. that he'll take her to Black Wind. And we, we know that Black Wind is like this seedy barter town, you know, it, on the edge of the wastelands. And what she's trying to do is she's trying to book passage yeah. to, to get the hell away from the Black Lotus. I mean, because apparently 
They scare her more than anything else that she's had to deal with. Yeah. Because uh, now she's a marked woman. Yeah. You know, just like she said that, you know, everybody hates Sonny at this point. Well, their whole thing is to eradicate everybody with Dark Chi. And she goes, they have trained in ways of things that we don't even know about. Mm-hmm. Like, just to destroy our Dark Chi to counteract it. So, I would be terrified, too, of something that can destroy, I mean, match shit for tat someone with dark chi and it's with they have no chi of their own right yeah so uh no i'm completely with you on that one That's yeah kinda, that is kind of scary that yeah they, it is that they don't even have chi but they're pretty badass mm-hmm. so you know their training has to be off the hook mm-hmm. so they finally get um ankara to black wind and that'll be a little bit further on down in the story but then we finally get more Gaius, Lydia, and Tilda. Yeah. Which I've wanted to see for a while because I think Lewis Tan is, is absolutely awesome mm-hmm. as Gaius. And I think they've kind of not necessarily written him out, but they've given him a smaller part. I mean, because when we're first introduced to him, I mean, he's the head of a ninja assassin clan. Well, and, and you know what? In fairness, I mean, there's a war going on. Very true. And if, yeah. this is no, a normal, if this is a normal story, a war like of factoring would be like the main thing, like season two. Right. But now that there's bigger fish to fry, unfortunately, someone has to take care of the war. Very and true. So, like, while there's a bigger story, theoretically, he's doing a lot. Gaius is, like, leading the war charge with Tilda mm-hmm. and the, just messing stuff up. Yeah, and, they're like, keeping the Widow's Camp in order alongside Lydia because mm-hmm. now, at this point, Lydia's been given the responsibility of taking care of Henry while Sonny's out. Yeah. And then we see, you know, Nathaniel Moon a little bit later on in the episode, his interaction with Lydia. And, I mean, you've got two of the best fighters in the badlands with gaius and moon not necessarily in the uh in, 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 on the front you know they're not in the war at this point at this point in time i think we can get rid of the gaius story and the tilde i mean not get rid of it well we can just because it's a whole segment right and then it's kind of like done for the episode mm-hmm. this is a great little segment in there this told a lot of story and like i was like go gaius in this one because we find out they're trying to find out where um Baron Chow is at because, as we know, the war is still raging. Yeah. And now they're... Um, and his sister has escaped. Yeah. And they assume that she's leading him from a hidden ground underground temple or wherever she's held up at. So they're like, there's one person that I might know. It's my mom. And again, like I said before, the Badlands does this especially well, introducing entire new characters and new factions mm-hmm. and dispatching them in the exact same episode. But I will say for the record, I like the adventures of Tilda and Gaius. Me too! Me too! I dig it needs immensely. To have a, needs to have a little jaunty little tune as they're kind of, you know, off on their own little adventure. Mm-hmm. But they do. They they infiltrate Baron Chow's, you know, the, the parent, I, I guess, the... The summer home is what this, they call yeah, it. Yeah, the summer home of Madame Chow. And it was huge. Oh, <laughs> and that's what Tilda even mentioned. She goes, this is your mother's summer home. Right? <laughs> the, the only thing she likes is fancy things and cruelty. And I'm like, I know people like that. So, <laughs> <laughs> but she comes in, and I don't, have, I don't have her pulled up, but the actress who played the mom mm-hmm. was like, intimidating looking she looked like she was an old school badass even though the first thing we introduced she's smoking fucking opium out of the hole in her neck mm-hmm. like that's crazy yeah <laughs> <laughs> and, and then i mean she's completely talking shit i so gaius they they infiltrate you know they kill a couple of the guards of of the chow family that are outside this manor 
they infiltrate and Tilda's getting ready to kill another person. Well, we find out it's it's Gaius's like a half brother. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't tell is he meant to be a little bit uh, a little bit mentally handicapped? I, I, yeah, I think he's I think he's special. Yeah, he has special needs, and that's why maybe he's not like a fighter or a barrier, or maybe like you know sounding the alarm when he sees Gaius or well, something at like the because it is his brother, and he probably cares right. about the brother because I mean they had a, like a fucked up family dynamic. Yeah, still like you know because he goes, this is my half brother. He wouldn't hurt a fly. Right. And I think that's why, like, the mom, find, apparently we find out, treated him like shit. Mm-hmm. Absolute shit. I think she treated all the kids like oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I just think he didn't get it physically because he was special. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like. But it, it was awesome to see the interaction that Gaius had with him because that's really the only type of loving relationship that he, that we've seen him have besides the one with the widow. That's probably his only family member in the entire family he gives two shits about. That's very Everybody true. Everybody else is trying to kill him. Yeah, that, that is very true. You know? <laughs> so so when Tilda and, and Gaius actually get to, I guess, the bedroom or the throne room or the office. Mama Chow. Yeah, Mama Chow is, is just steady talking shit. Talking shit like... Mad oh, you, shit. You brought your cog with you talking shit to Tilda. And Tilda's like, listen here, I'm gonna fuck you up. T- Tilda's exact statement is, you say that again and I'll put another hole in your neck. And exactly. Like, Damn. And I said she lived up to her word too because she's talking shit because finally I will never tell you where your sister is at. Fuck you, right? <laughs> so, and yeah, so Gaius grabs a hold of his brother, kind of turns him away. You know, so everything's gonna be all right. You're not gonna have to do anything. You know, you're not gonna be belittled anymore, right? And he just gives this look to Tilda, very cold, almost paralleling what Sansa gives the look to uh, Arya when Littlefinger dies in Game of Thrones, and he just gives the look. It was the look the dad gave um, the servants to put Minerva in the pig hole. Yep. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. It was the exact same look. And, like, because she was still talking shit. I knew it, you bitch. You wouldn't kill me. I'm uh-huh. your mother. Right? And he goes, I won't. And then Tilda comes up, but I will. <laughs> and he gives her that look says, go for it. And, and she it wasn't just, just one stab. No, but it was a graphic. The first stab was graphic as shit. She stabbed it, like, about two inches underneath the neck hole. She literally made her another neck hole. And then went, twisted it, came out, and then... Stick, 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 stick. Like five, six times. She comes up to this bloody mess. And I was like, God damn, Tilda, you are a bad ass. Hey, man, don't fuck with the Iron Rabbit. Nope. Nope. (laughs) So hello, Mama Chow. Goodbye, Mama Chow. Yep. Just like we've said on previous episodes, we get introduced (laughs) to characters and we get to say our goodbyes in about a 15-minute interval. I know, right? (laughs) So when when you see that, you know, Mama Chow is is dispatched, Gaius and and Tilda kind of go off on their way to try to find... You know what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much the end of the, that, uh, of mm-hmm. the, the Tilda and Gaius arc for at least this episode because we don't see them again. Right. We find out that the Master has crazy powers. Crazy powers, like she's got Cerebro powers, and that's yeah, the X Men reference for all of you uninitiated <laughs> people out there in in Podville. I knew that the Dark Chi that she could master her Dark Chi and. But just how, because she's the fucking master, mm-hmm. she can do crazy shit, she can heal, and she can kick ass. I was not expecting her to be able to look throughout the entire world. She straight up had Lion of Sight beyond sight. Yeah, she did. Yeah, she did. I mean, did. she had some Thundera power. <laughs> now, can she find anybody that she, now can she find anybody that she focuses her mind on, or does they have to have Dark Chi, 
Or I think it's just the people that have the dark power yeah. that, that she's able to find. Because you could see her blood getting infected at the same time, and then the same time the witch's blood was getting right. infected. Yeah, Ankara was getting that same infection type. But here, another thing that I noticed, her eyes turned blue. So nobody else's eyes have had the dark cheek. When they come dark cheek, they go all black. When she heals, they go a little bit red. When she wants to turn somebody's power on and off, they go yellow. Mm -hmm. And now that when she wants to do the sight beyond sight, they turn blue. So that means the master is like... That's the reason why they call her the master. Right, 100%. Like probably the most powerful person in this entire world. Which like gets me thinking, I'm glad our heroes are on their side. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I yeah, ex exactly. Right. I mean, it's like it's, it's good to know that you're not with Pilgrim, <laughs> right? <laughs> because God forbid, you know, the master get a hold of uh, MK again. Mm -hmm. So that's that's going to be interesting to see because the master had wanted to train MK, yeah, to become an abbot. Or, I mean, that was part of the part of the coolest part of the story for me. Mm -hmm. Just seeing just like the depth of power that the master has. The very next scene was a very blink and you miss it scene. And I just want to talk about it. Mm -hmm. The Red Lotus looks rad. Red Lotus looks really rad. The Red Lotus, their insignia, their whole costume, dude, was fucking slick. I was like, that is a badass motherfucker. They look like ancient, like, samurai, samurai from feudal warriors. Japan. Yeah. yeah, but, like, more, like, modernized and almost more brutal. Mm -hmm. Their insignia looked like the Budweiser logo, but blades. Mm -hmm. They're, like, kind of a crown of blades. And just the black and red, they look sweet. I was pissed off though that when he turned around, it wasn't Quinn. I was, I knew, it, I knew it was kind of far fetched, but at oh man, in the I, bottom I, of my heart, I, I was so hoping, wanted to be Baron I was Quinn. Hoping. I'm like, welcome back to the Badlands, Sonny. You know, Ankara. <laughs> right? No. Where's my dirty little witch at? <laughs> Hello, pilgrim. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Don't touch Henry. And just waiting for it. And I was like, ah, uh. but. Alas, we can't get Martin Sokas. I know, I know, but like I, I was a as, as much as as much fan fiction as we write. I mean, I don't think they're ever gonna bring him back. I was so bummed with like Quinn, 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 Quinn. Aww. <laughs> so that they now that the Black Lotus comes into play, I forgot about the Black Lotus. Yeah, I mean they've been gone for quite a while. Yeah, it's good to see them come back and like. Be the ones to, because the last time we saw him was on um, with on the River King with Jimi Hendrix's yeah. boat. Yeah. Well, and the thing I like that they they lent a little bit more backstory to Lotus, actually, why the Black Lotus are who they are. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're trying to rid the world of this dark power. Mm -hmm. um, so Another they're not kind of zealot. So they're not just there. You know, they're not just like this Assassin's Guild or something like that. I mean, they actually serve a purpose, or they're. Um, they think they serve a purpose. Well, at the end of the day, it's like yeah, yeah you said they both think they serve a purpose. The pilgrim is trying to get the dark chi to control the world, mm -hmm. while the red lotus is trying to keep the dark chi from the world. Con yeah, trying to keep it from controlling the world. I wouldn't even say that I, they want to eradicate it at totally. Well, so, that's exactly what Ankara said. I mean, yeah. they, are, they are here to destroy the dark power. And so, no way is the better way because you can use the dark chi for good. I mean, look what the master's trying to do. You know, with great dark power comes, comes great, great dark, dark responsibilities. responsibilities. Yeah. <laughs> so. When when we kind of fade out of, of that little, you know, the, the little reveal of the Black Lotus, and I guess that would be like, not necessarily the head of the Black Lotus, but like the head of the squad. At least. Yeah. So we get back with the Master, Baji, and the Widow, and after, you know, the Master has them spar with one another, which was really super cool. It was a great little fight scene, because at first they were talking shit, and then like, you guys have a lot to work out, so mm -hmm. go ahead, have at it. 
Well, and and, and the, the ma- chopstick challenge. Yeah, and and after that fight sequence, the master sends them off to find Ankara, and she does it very purposefully because Baji used to be the mentor of Flea, you mm-hmm. know, the widow. So they're kind of out in the middle of nowhere, and you know they're setting up camp for the evening, and they're just kind of reminiscing and whatnot. And I thought it was really uh, a really good interplay between Baji and the widow, yeah, just because they really had this like really uneasy anger between the two of them for so long. Well, and here's the other. I said it earlier that Baji had two heartfelt apologies. The mm-hmm. first one was with the master, and this one was for the widow, and this one was great. This one. He cut all the bullshit out, and he goes, look, I can give you a thousand bullshit excuses, and nothing will believe it. But at the end of the day, I fucked up, and I yeah. am truly sorry. And he sorry. takes responsibility for it. Yeah, and he goes, I am so sorry. And I think that's all the widow needed to hear, you know? Because Badgie never is truthful. I mean, he's always, you know, he's always truthful in a roundabout way, but never, like, with no bullshit at all. Like, saying, look... I did you dirty. I truly apologize. We need to get past this because I care about you still, and we have bigger fish to fry. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what Minerva needed. In fact, she goes, give me that goddamn rabbit stew. You know? I, I really, really, really enjoyed that scene. It was a very touching scene, and it, like, to me, it, like, bonded their friendship a little bit more, and I was like, yes. Well, and the other thing for me that I liked about it is it's melting the, I guess, the hard ice exterior of the yeah. widow. You know, we saw a little bit of that with her interplay with Gaius and and the relationship that we haven't seen come to fruition with those two. Mm-hmm. But now with the interplay with Baji, it's it's almost like a big brother, little sister kind of deal. Yeah, and, and it's nice to see her kind of warming up to somebody, and albeit it's un, unwilling at, at the beginning. Yeah, but she kind of warms up to the fact afterwards. And I think this is another test from the master. To it absolutely is at, because to see if she can overcome her hatred. And work on it because, and I think this is even a test for the master for Badgie too, because they're like, okay, go find it. Like, what are we gonna do if we run into somebody? Neither of us have our dark chi, mm-hmm. and then you like, just have to figure it out. Figure it out, you'll find out. And I'm like, good job, master, thinking ahead again, and good job on Badgie and Minerva for actually like putting their differences aside. Yep, you know. Well, they're they like, have to. Yeah, they have to. I mean, they're trying to save the world at this point. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, with with that particular portion of it, I, I really like the fact that they kind of did this like team up. I mm-hmm. mean, everything in it, yeah. it was kind of in twos in this episode. You had Nix and Sonny. Mm-hmm. You had uh, Baggy and, and the Widow. And then you had um, Pilgrim and MK. Pilgrim and MK. Yeah, I was, I was sitting there blanking for a second. I was like, uh. Then we, and then Sherman and Lydia. Yep. And then we had. Well, and that's a perfect segue because, you know, the next person up is is Moon and Lydia. Mm-hmm. And, and they talk about a lot of very uneasy subjects for both of them because they both have a, a common undertow with with losing a son. I didn't know. I didn't know uh, Nathaniel Moon had a kid. No, I don't think anybody did. Yeah. And so I was like. Oh, because Lydia was even shocked, and I she's the closest person that Moon's had in in the Badlands. Mm-hmm. You know, since his kind of like exile from Clipperdom. I like them as a couple. I do too. I, they have very good chemistry. Lydia together. Moon, yeah, Le Moon, c'est le bon. But um, I really enjoyed this, and I was like, "Don't do it, Sherm," because he was like. He was like, you know, I could get used to this lifestyle, like taking mm-hmm. care of a small kid. Keep the sword handy. I'm like, Keep dude, don't close. do it. I was like, don't do it, because as soon as you think about settling down or getting good in the Badlands, your Shank. days are numbered. And sure enough, what's the next thing you do? Hey, you got some visitors here. And guess who the visitors are? Evil Oprah and two of the Harbingers. Yep. Because 
we skipped a part because it, not a big part, but during the scene where um, uh, MK spilling the beans, mm-hmm. they're like, "Well, we can't afford to leave everybody." And and Crescent is like, "Leave me two people. I will put the fear of you into the Badlands." And the first thing she well, goes, and she says that the whole reason why she's there is she needs to protect the home. So. What we're led to believe is that she's going to stay at the Natural History Museum. Well, mm-hmm. lo and behold, she doesn't. So as the Pilgrim's taking this army along with you know his dark power and, and MK and whoever else, all the other fighters that he has, I mean, Cressida has plans of her own, which kind of leads to what we were talking about in the previous episode, that she is the ultimate puppet master. Exactly. I was going to say it's going to bite her in the ass with the Pilgrim in the long run, but at the same time, it doesn't matter because she's like the one who yeah, is Yeah, I mean, she's evil everything. Oprah. You get the dark chi, but like, <laughs> love it. <laughs> no, but I, I was like, oh man, she comes in talking mad shit. I mean, just craziness. And you know, out she, the gate, she says even to Moon, you know, every all of this is now with the Pilgrims. And Moon comes back and says, you know, if you want it, if he if he doesn't have the balls enough to come take it, you know. You know where it's at? Mm-hmm. I'm just like, damn. I know, I know. I because like, he doesn't say it loud. He just like leans into her, whispers to her, be like, what, he doesn't have the balls to do it? <laughs> I'm like, whoa, all right. right. But then sure enough. So this just happened. <laughs> right? I was like, yes, fuck shit up. I don't think at the end of the day, Sherman and Augustus would have survived against two Dark Chi members. I don't know, man. He he, he was an even better clipper than Sonny. Yeah, but but dude, if a, one dark chi person can get the drop on Sonny and go almost tit for tat for him, two of them, I think he would have got his ass yeah, but beat. You, you got to think back, man. At the end of season one, when we're introduced to the Abbots, I mean, Sonny held his own against three of them. Yeah. Remember the triangle of Abbots? Yeah. But so you never know, man. You never know. Big Sherm's got them darts in his fingers. He's got true. the short sword, the long sword, that's and true. a sword. He's got kung fu treachery. I'll give he him does. that. He does. I'll give him that. And he's got a pimp-ass outfit. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. Big Sherm looking great. Man, I told you, when he, when he walked in, I'm like, I'm going to get me one of those blue overcoats. <laughs> you need the bowler derby and everything, dude. That's what she did. Next Comic-Con, man, you're going to be, like, into the Badlands. But anyway, so, like, Lydia comes in and stops the fight, says, hey, I'll give you what you want. Yeah, and she she is the, I guess, the voice of reason at this point because she knows she doesn't want to start the war against two fronts because they're already fighting Chow. Mm-hmm. Which, at the same time, I was like, God damn it, Lydia, you shouldn't have caved that in. But at the same time, I guess that was the better part of Valor. You know, a little bit more. A little bit more discretion. You're right. Just, like, let's give what you want right now until the Widow comes back because even, like, Cressida was like, well, where's the Widow? Like, she's going on the front. That's a lie. I'm, I hear this. I hear that. Again, talking shit. Then, then after Lydia goes, okay, okay, we'll go what you want. Give us a week. We're good. She goes, okay, and one more thing. Take down these banners. I know. It's kind of like taking the house stigils off. Right, it's and like, put what? up the pilgrims. I'm like, that step in the line. That's a habitual line step. We'll give you what you want, but like, don't I do taken that. Na- I ain't taking down a goddamn butterfly in this place. Right? And then Lydia's like, okay, yeah, 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 whatever, whatever, get out. And did you see that look that Nathaniel Moon gave Lydia? Mm-hmm. I was giving her the same look. I understand where she's coming from, but I was like, that was just, a serious side eye. You just went too far with the comedy, mm-hmm. you know? So, like, how are you going to knock down the banners, Viceroy, you know? Yeah. I, mean, I agree with him, though. I agree. That was a bad move. I'd be like, that's not part of the deal. No, absolutely not. No. I mean, they're they're fighting this war, but they're also fighting for, you know, their survival. Right. And the, the better good of the Badlands. That's not going to be a good morale Ooh. boost for the troops. Not good for the, down. yeah, the Viceroy is making all of these, uh, the, these 
backhanded deals and everything behind the widow's back. Yeah, so. I don't think the Min- I don't think the widow's going to care after everything said and done because it, the ends justifies the means. She understands right. that like you have to do what you have to do in times of battle. Yep. But it's like uh, don't bring the banners down just yet. Yep. Yeah. So then Sunny and Nix actually make it to Blackwind with Ankara. Um, Ankara sends Sunny off to meet Finn, who is a I'm, I'm wanting to say like a riverboat captain, smuggler, Some, yeah, somebody to get her out of uh, out of Black Wind. They should have got Badgie's wife. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. And then um, we find out that the Ankara is actually kind of manipulating Nix to tell her, you know, the you think that this dark chi is is just this destructive force. Well, it's not. Ankara heals her wound and then bust her upside the head with a frying pan. Telekinesis <laughs> frying pan. I know. Straight up magneto. So apparently the dark cheek can give you telekinesis. Yeah. That's good to know. Yeah, exactly. That's really good to know. But like I knew she was going to pull some witchery. But I think you have to have a, like a full mastery of it. That's true. I mean, you just can't just like turn on your dark cheek one day wah, and be wah, like, wah, 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 hey, guess what? I'm going to go make a sandwich, but I'm not going to get up. You know, I don't think that's part of the deal. <laughs> the laziest clipper. <laughs> but like, there's a little golden book in the Badlands. <laughs> exactly. But I knew I knew the witch was going to do some trickery. Yep. I could just... Because she's the mad witch. Some witchery. Right. <laughs> some witchery trickery. But sure enough, she heals herself. Bop, and then she's off. And the next thing we know, this was a good scene. Where, it really like, was. Where Sonny's like walking through the, the, the market. Yeah, the crowd of people. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, he just catches a glimpse of the widow. And he's like, oh, hell no. Yeah, because... You know, the widow sold out Veil. Yeah, yeah. Sold out Veil back in what was that the end of season one? Mm-hmm. No, season two, I apologize. Beginning of season yeah. two. Yeah. So I mean he sold she sold out Vale, who was Sonny's other half. I mean, that was his, his whole wife. his whole reason to want to try to get out of the Badlands. Henry's mom. Yeah. <clears throat> so I mean and they're <laughs> No, but even before that, Minerva called it. She goes, hey, if Sonny finds me, we're going to split up. That's not a good idea because Sonny finds me, he's going to kill me. And she goes, and Badgie's like, I can try and talk him out of it. And if I can't, I'll be front row seat for a great fight. Yeah. And I, was like, <laughs> like, I think we both audibly <laughs> laughed yeah, at did. that one. <laughs> we did because he's, he's 100% right. I mean, either way, it's going to be a good one. So, And what we get is probably a really kick-ass fight sequence between mm-hmm. the Widow and, and Sonny. I mean, they, they do close quarters. They do a lot of um, uh, a lot of wire work, and I mean, ultimately, the the widow gets the upper hand on Sonny for a for a little bit. But here's the thing: here's here's my one like beef with the fight. I thought it was beautiful, and I thought it was great. And I gotta I, I gotta say, I wanted a little bit more. It wasn't the fight that I wanted; it was the fight I deserved because. Um, as you see, Minerva's like, look, I don't want to kill you. I need right. to talk to you. Sonny's pissed off, and she's he's coming at her. And I think when he cut her on the face, was that to make sure he didn't she had didn't have darkness? I don't know. I because I don't know if Sonny realizes that, you know, Minerva or the widow, whoever you want to call her, flea, I don't think he knows that she has this dark power. But I did find it really crazy because I even said, oh, shit, he cut her. Mm-hmm. I thought that was going to unlock her power. But if you kind of notice, everything kind of went like Matrix speed for when Sonny was like, you know, furiously like hacking at her and okay. everything. She was being able to in almost anticipate. Here's, here's, what, here's what it is. This is why it wasn't the fight I, I, I wanted because they weren't going at it. Minerva was holding back the whole time. and the Oh, whole, of course she was. And the whole slow motion thing was the reason why you could see 
why she won overall because at the end of the day i think sunny would kill minerva if it was a fall-on battle if it wasn't emotion based right and that's exactly what because when you see he's hacking at her you see the anger and the hatred mm -hmm. and the just i'm going to kill you vengeance in his face but if you look at if you look at the widow's face she's like calm collected trying to process i think that gave her the focus to like not make it bullet speed but be able to counter and figure out what she needed to do again it's when you fight with anger you already lost Ooh, and i indeed like your newsletter and would, would indeed like to subscribe <laughs> so i think that's why it, it didn't it didn't go bullet time it was to accentuate that fact okay yeah, I'm that, with you that's on that that's what one. I got out of that. Yeah. One. And so that's why it wasn't the one I wanted because I wanted to see them both focused or both violently angry at each other and fight, but it's the one I deserve because I think it was the one that needed to happen. I think need, it needed to happen where Sonny got his ass kicked. Not at, he didn't get his ass kicked. He got the upper handed on and she could have killed him, yeah, but she, she didn't. And that's what he needed to see. That she had him dead to rights on the ropes. Bro broken sword right to jam in his neck and if this was last season he she would have done it but the fact that he didn't like look we're both on the same side we need to stop pilgrim and then she goes i am sorry yeah again another she, she pulls a badgie yeah a, a, another warranted one another thing that sunny needed to see so they can work together because sunny's a smart dude mm -hmm. sunny understands things happen and the fact that she is willing to apologize and not kill him twice mm -hmm. twice in this mm -hmm. in this battle then she goes okay maybe yeah we can listen and work on again it's all about sins of the past that's what the whole show is almost about dealing with what you've done previously yeah, I like this. I like that scene a lot. Yeah, it it, it was it was cathartic. Mm -hmm. it, it gave the widow more purpose. It gave yeah. her character more um, more roundedness. You know, it, and Sunny, right? And and it made Sunny realize, you know, you just can't go through everything that you go through and and be emotional about it because he was never emotional in any of his other fights. And Sunny needed to see because. When even though you've done this horrendous shit, you can still be a good person and you can change. Yeah. Yeah. You can change because the widow is one of the, the most despised people in yeah. the Badlands. And all of a Since sudden season one. Yeah. She's a she's a good guy. Yeah. You know, she for all for all everything that we know. I mean, she's on the, the side of right. Mm hmm. You know, will the master turn out to be like this? This ultimate puppet master that's pulling the strings on everybody. Yeah. We, we shall soon see. But. And then they finally work together, and they capture Ankara, which mm -hmm. I thought was dope. Yeah, that was, like, what the hell kind of weird, like, steampunk syringe did they have filled with, like, predator blood? I don't that, know, like, it was rad, though. Yeah, because Ankara wants to, like, go full bore at Baji and Nyx, and she's like, oh, hell no, this is not going to end well for you. She's making shit, like, she's going carry on her uh -huh. on them, like, making shit about to levitate and stuff. Hmm. But, like... <laughs> <laughs> Then finally at the end, here comes Sunny putting Drano in her fucking neck. <laughs> you know, so like. Well, I mean, I guess that like shut down her dark chief because she was like, oh my, oh. I would too if somebody put like fucking. She totally pulled a Mrs. Garrett. Girls, girls, girls. girls. Just passes out. <laughs> and then the final scene that we see of the show, 
uh, or this episode rather, is MK and Pilgrim finally make it to the temple. I know. I was like, holy shit. No, we missed a whole thing. We can go back to it as we're yeah. talking about MK and Pilgrim. Yeah. You know, I know exactly what you're talking about when they're in the forest and, and Pilgrim freaks out and kind of goes through He's it losing his like shit. A, like an acid flashback. He's losing his shit. He needs Crestor. <laughs> yeah, he does need Crestor. Right? He needs I think, Crestor. I think he's having the big one. Big one. one. Oh, I'm seeing ghosts. So he he, he first, completely hallucinates the 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 caster. And he's right. And caster's right. Caster's 100 right. Call it him on caster. Ship. It's it's the pilgrim's subconscious. Man. It's his guilt, man. Yeah, first, that's exactly what it is. He's losing it because the dark cheese infecting his brain. He's using his dark cheese in anger and about to kill people with it. Right. As we saw, he doesn't care anymore. Mm-hmm. He's um, and and it's affecting his brain where he's seeing ghosts telling him what the fuck he needs to hear because Castor, like I said, was right earlier. You're not doing this for anybody. You don't care about nothing because yep. you were one of my dark children. No, I wasn't. You wouldn't have left me to die and replace me with MK. Yeah, and 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 he even mentions that Nick's knew, mm-hmm. you know, all along. You know, Nick's told me this, and I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, you're losing your shit. And when this sickness is telling you you're losing your shit, you're losing your shit. And he almost like struck MK because he was like, ah! he freaked out when mm. Caster turned into uh, MK. And he's like, Pilgrim had the meat sweats when exactly. he came out of that, that, that fever dream. Exactly. And he goes, we need to rest. Like, no, onward, Christian soldiers. <laughs> and so like they went off to the Shaolin Temple. And that's where we leave off. And I'm like, oh, no, you know, I don't know. I know there's some badass habits, but yeah, Pilgrim's got the got dark harbingers, harbingers. Yeah, yeah. so that would be a good fight. And then some, like some random red shirt fodder. Yeah, a lot the, of red the, shirt fodder. Come old people and yeah. shit. They got, they got like pitchforks and like uh, you guys ain't gonna do closet rods, right? Just a distraction. But you know it's gonna work because in the next preview we see there's a fight between the master and pilgrim, and I can't wait for that fight. Yeah, that fight's gonna be rad. Me too. So, do we have anything else that you want to cover on the show? I think that I think that got it. Okay. So, like we do on all the episodes, on a scale of one to ten, ten being the highest, how would you rate this episode? Thoroughly enjoyed this episode. It was fast. It was brisk. It, a lot of a lot of great action fight scenes. I'm gonna go eight. Ooh. This was a great episode. So I'm the only reason why I didn't go a little bit higher is because once again it was the wasn't the fight scenes that I wanted, mm-hmm. but it was the fight scenes I deserved. Yeah. So like, but it puts a lot of good characters into play, puts a lot of good pieces in the board. So I thoroughly dug it. Eight. Yeah, and I'm gonna go with an eight as well. You know, I really enjoyed the uh, the the widow Sunny scene, um, just because I think that was a that was a good apology. It was a very, you know, the widow didn't have to apologize. I mean, she had the upper hand. She had a knife at his throat. Mm-hmm. So at that point, or rather the sword. So at that point, I mean, she could have done with him. Done with me what you will. Right. You know, so Sonny could have <laughs> died right then. Yeah. But she was the bigger person and apologized. You know, look, that doesn't really matter. Well, it still does to Sonny, but, but for for the grander scheme of things, it doesn't really matter what all happened in the past. And, you mm-hmm. know, we could have been... We could have been foes, but now we are allies against Pilgrim. Right. So I'm going to go eight. You're going to go eight. I want to remind everybody that we will be back next Tuesday with chapter 28, I believe, is the next one up for mm-hmm. AMC's Into the Badlands. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with that being said, on behalf of my co-host, Genius B, yeah, I'm Dustin P. And I'm going to go smoke a pipe out of my neck hole. <laughs>